World War III, Middle East peace, world government, world religion, global economic sanctioning systems, global revival, U.S. presidential elections, and much more dominating today's headlines. What should we expect to happen in 2024? Well, we'll analyze this question on this edition of The End Time Show. with End Time Ministries. I do thank you for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. You know, everyone, I don't have the answers to what's going to happen in 2024. However, the Bible does point us in the direction. The Bible foretells the future. And all we have to do once we understand these Bible prophecies is to look, is to watch them. We're watching the ongoing fulfillment of many of them. Many of the Bible prophecies have already come to pass. The vast majority of them have. There's only a few left before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I know we can get caught up in life. We can get caught up in paying our bills and sending our kids to school. And I mean, just one thing after another. And I, I put up with all of that just like you guys do. But the fact of the matter is, is that Jesus Christ is coming back before very long. And I've got to have him on my radar. I've got to make sure I'm ready to meet him, whether he comes in a few years in the rapture or whether he comes for me this evening on my way home from work. I've got to make sure I'm ready to meet the Lord. And we've got to make sure that, hey, Lord, you're at the center of my life. So the prophecies help us to know where we're at on that timeline, you guys. And so we're going to talk about some of this today because... 2024, if you haven't noticed, promises to be a pretty crazy year, <laughs> especially with this presidential election that's coming up. I mean, they're, they're bickering back and forth over what's the biggest issue in the election. Is the economy? Is it abortion? Is it the, the immigration down on our border, open borders? Um, is it the, you know, Joe Biden's uh, attack on the oil and gas industry? Uh, you know, what, what's the biggest issue? And, the, and all of those are important, right? But one thing is the telltale sign. Which way, which direction will America go? And that is a process of globalization. Globalization would solve most of these issues. Normally somebody who is pro-globalism will be pro-abortion. And pro-open borders. And pro-attack on the oil and gas industry. And will be pro-regulation on businesses and pro-socialism. And it just goes on and on. It's just like a big domino effect. Once you understand the individual's mindset on, am I a globalist? Do I believe in a world government? Or do I believe in the nation state and protecting the nation state and helping other nations, if we choose to do that, but if we don't, not to have a world government to force us to do that and to redistribute wealth under a socialistic principle. So the thing is, for me, what I'm looking for in this 2024 election, whether it's Donald Trump or anybody, somebody else, 
is, is this individual a globalist? You say, but all Republican, no Republicans have been globalist. That's not true. The Bushes, George H.W. and his son, were both globalists. They believed in a world governing body. Yes, they were from Texas. I understand that, but they were still globalist. And of course, to Clinton, Obama, uh, and Joe Biden, Democrats, they were all globalist. And so you've, you've got to understand you, the, the Republican Democrat thing, that's pretty much out the window. What you've got to look at is the mindset of the person. It, are you a globalist or do you believe in the nation state? And uh, we signed a declaration of independence, not a declaration of interdependence. This is the biggest issue really for me on the upcoming um, presidential election. You say, well, you're trying to get us to vote for a certain candidate. I'm trying to get us to vote and steer us towards God. You say, well, what's the vote the President of the United States got to do with that? Well, if the guy's pro-abortion, I cannot vote for him. Okay? Yeah, I couldn't. Because I'm pro-life. The Bible's pro-life. So the decision really becomes easy for me. You say, well, I've heard people say, well, what about Christians that vote for somebody who's pro-abortion? I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, whoa, 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 Dave, well, hold on a second. I, no, I don't know how that's possible. How could you do that? Somebody who's going to push for abortions in America? How could, you, how could you vote for somebody like that? I don't, I don't understand that. You say, well, do you agree with everything the guy does on the other side? No, I don't. I don't agree with everything that everybody stands for. But abortion is clear cut for me. That issue, that's anti-Bible. And so abortion is a big thing for me. Globalism is a big thing for me because I don't want America to go pro-world government. So don't want to go down that road. And so there's some big things to come. I mean, I'll be going in, me and Doug and Vince, we'll all be going into some great detail in the 2024 election. But it's one of the things that we're watching for coming up here in 2024. Already they're trying to keep uh, Donald Trump off the ballots in many, in many states. Why would you do that? If you think you can beat him, let him run. I, I don't understand some of these things. Well, I actually do kind of understand it. That's actually a rhetorical question because I know the answer. But the thing is, regardless of it's, if it's Donald Trump or not, and I voted for Trump twice. Did I agree with 100% of everything he did? No, I did not. i am be honest with you. No, I didn't. But I know that he was anti-world government because he started pulling us out of world government in many ways. And I know that the individual that's in the White House now is pushing us into world government with every ounce of strength that he has. And so for me, it's easy. It's not about a certain individual. It's about America. And it's about biblical things. For me, that's really my goal in all of it. I am pro-America. I'm a patriot. I love America. I believe it's the greatest nation on, in the, on the planet. And I, even though I love Israel, I love America. And I do not believe we should have open borders. I do not believe we should even be part of the United Nations. 
And so there's a lot of things that tie into it. And as we go along throughout the year towards the election, we'll be writing articles and doing lots of radio programs on this stuff because it's a very, very important. You can see the effects of a botched presidency. Look at the last three plus years now. You go from the economy screaming and we were an exporter of energy business. I mean, we, everybody was just, everybody was making money or the vast majority of Americans were making money and there was jobs. And I mean, we were just, everything was just rolling. It's called capitalism. And then you get a socialist in there and oh man, the regulations come on the businesses and we start getting sold down the river to the world government and all these things happen and you scratch your head and go, hold on a minute, uh, what happened here? I thought people that was elected president was supposed to be pro-America. Come on, you guys know better than that now, especially after the last three plus years. And so we've got to talk about it because it's very prophetic. The Bible says the United States is not going to be part of the world government in the end time. How does that work? You say, well, that guarantees Donald Trump has to be the president. No, it does not. I don't know who's going to be the president. That's one thing the Bible doesn't give us the answer to. We're trusting God and all this stuff. But I do know that the Bible says the United States will not be part of the end time world governing body. So there's a lot to talk about in there this year coming up uh, all the way to the election. And man, what are we now like? Um, we're about 10 months away. I think the election date is November 5. Today's January 3. So we're about uh, just over 10 months away. I mean, it's going to come like very quickly. You've got to make sure you're educated on what we do. And, and I, I wonder, I got to be honest with you, I wonder if we will even have a fair election. I, I hope we do. That's how you make government of the people, for the people, and by the people, is to have fair elections. And that way, if, if somebody in office doesn't do what you want them to do, what the American people want them to do, you vote them out and vote in somebody that, you, that does what the American people want them to do. But when you lose your vote or the ability to have a fair election, then that's gone. And you say, well, what does this have to do with Bible prophecy? It has a, a lot to do with Bible prophecy. Because the Bible says the Antichrist world governing kingdom will be socialistic. I don't want socialism here in America. I don't want to have to bow down to the edicts of the world governing body and the, the Antichrist. I want, I want the country I'm a part of to be resisting that in the end time. So the upcoming election is very prophetic once you understand globalism and the move towards a world governing body. So, we'll be talking about that here uh, in the near future. Very, very, very important. Now, I um, let me mention real quick, quick uh, first cup coffee. Very important here. Uh, you know, you can imagine with all this stuff going on, we're working day and night to keep up with all of it, right? I mean, we're energized and motivated by our God-given purpose, but man, it sure is nice to come in here in the morning and have a cup of first cup coffee. These guys are Christian-owned patriots, and uh, it's a Christian-owned Patriot company. They're right out of the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts. Each one are named after a specific piece of American history. Go to firstcup.com. Use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll give you another 10% off. And go to firstcup.com. Use code ENDTIME to get your 10% off and maybe subscribe today. Now, an Israeli peace agreement. Let's talk about that. An Israeli peace agreement and World War III. Say, what are we watching? This is what we're watching for in 2024. An Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement's efforts to move us towards that 
and a potential World War III, which many people believe we're already in that. These are the next two events to occur on God's prophetic timeline. The two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, it, basically it envisions an independent state of Palestine alongside the state of Israel. It would be west of the Jordan River. Basically the boundary between um, the two states is still subject to dispute. Many people say that Israel's occupying that, but not really. And so it's going to be subject to dispute and negotiation, but it's mainly based on um, 67 borders with land swaps, let's say. Uh, and on December 12th, U.S. President Joe Biden expressed concern that Israel, under Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, was losing, or I should say is, losing global support in its conflict with Hamas. And that Biden called for a shift in Israel's approach, urging them to embrace the two-state solution. This is his end-all solution to the Israel-Palestinian-Gaza situation. Just embrace a two-state solution. And Biden actually criticized the current Israeli government as the most conservative in history and said that they're making it difficult for Netanyahu to bring about this change. So, Biden emphasized the need to address the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, supporting Israel's right to confront Hamas, but also advocating for this two-state solution. I mean, he's straddling many fences here, right? And he also highlighted the, the challenge of ensuring Israel's security while encouraging internal reforms in the government and maintaining um, global support. Because why is Joe Biden doing this? Joe Biden is a globalist. And he's trying to, um, he's saying, Israel, you're, you're losing global support. Well, in their fight with Hamas, everybody, well, if Hamas attacked you and you were Israel, you've got about 9 million people. You lose 1,200 plus in one day. The worst terrorist attack since the Holocaust, what would you do? And I'm going to get to something here in just a moment where Israel is one of the, they are the uh, most, one of the most compassionate nations on the planet. I'm going to get to it, but you're going to see how they made millions of phone calls and texts and things and announcements telling the Palestinians and the people of Gaza to leave before they ever attacked. Who does that? And they're having to go before the International Court of Justice because they're going to be on trial. For, well, I should say some of the African nations have um, litigation, brought litigation against them, accusing them of genocide. There is no nation that is trying to commit genocide that would warn everybody to leave before they ever went in. Who would do that? But Joe Biden is not the only one. And you can see the, the international community aligning itself against Israel. So, what else is going on? Well, first let me make an announcement. In this coming weekend, uh, we're going to be going down there on Friday. I will be in Westlaco, Texas. It's my first prophecy conference of the year. I'll be at the Family Life Ministries of Westlaco. I've been there many times. It's 2403 West Mile 10 North. And again, that's down in Westlaco. It's right on the border. And that's this coming Saturday, January 6th. I'll be there at 6 p.m., me and my wife. I'll be doing the Understanding of the End Time lesson. And then Sunday morning, January 7th at 10 a.m., I'll be doing Breaking Prophecy News. So hopefully you guys get there. We've always had a cram-packed house 
down there. So hopefully you can join us again. I got some new stuff that we want to share with you and looking forward to a great conference and a great move of God uh, this weekend at that church down there in Westlaco. All the information is at endtime.com. Go to the events and then the conferences tab and you can check it out. I've got conferences for the next, I don't know how many weekends. I'll be in Westlaco this weekend. The weekend after next, I'll be right here at our church in Garland, Texas. And so, and then just, I don't know how many churches. Our magazine was full with conferences we're going to do this year. We're going to be all over the United States. So we're going to be in Florida. We're going to be up in the state of Washington. We're going to be all over. So looking forward to being in a city near you this year. Now, this Israeli-Palestinian peace uh, situation, two-state solution. Remember I said, Israeli-Palestinian peace and World War III, they're the next two events on God's prophetic timeline. So what are we watching in 2024? We're watching efforts towards this two-state solution. That's one of the characteristics of the end-time peace agreement, that Daniel um, 9, 27. And we're watching efforts to move into a World War III if it hasn't already begun. All, back on November 27th, Arab states and the European Union agreed to a two-state solution that that should be the answer to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Um, if you, uh, I think um, EU's uh, um, chief diplomat, his name is Josep Burrell, and he was saying that the Palestinian Authority should rule Gaza after the war. Well, represent now, if you were Israel, would you allow that to happen? I don't know what's going to happen at this point, but I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm watching it like a hawk right now. Representatives from more than 40 European, this was end of November, representatives from more than 40 European, Middle Eastern, and Northern Africa countries met in Barcelona to discuss the Israel-Gaza war and potential peace efforts. And they were speaking after the talks, and Josep Burrell, many people want to ask me, uh, who's your t revolving top 10 or top 20 list for the Antichrist, which is ever-evolving, because I don't know at this point, but Joseph Burrell would certainly be on maybe a top 20 list, okay? Well, speaking after these talks, Joseph Burrell said, at the e at, um, said that all these EU members, as well as almost all participants from the Middle East and Northern Africa countries, had agreed on the need for a two-state solution. Folks, this is the international community's solution to the Israel-Palestinian conflict. You've got to have a Palestinian state right alongside the state, uh, uh, the, the Israel proper, which would be pre-1967 borders, which is not defensible. Uh, Netanyahu has said many times, these are indefensible borders. Can't do that. And so it's something that we're certainly watching because of this Gaza situation, Israel and Gaza, the international community is just pressuring, pressuring. They're tightening the screws on Israel, saying, you've got to have a two-state solution. You've got to have a two-state solution. Well, what if Israel just says, no, we can't do that? Could that begin World War III? I think about it. Because Israel is fighting, get this, a seven-front war. Okay? Imagine if the United States was fighting a seven-front war. Mexico and Cuba and then uh, Canada and, you know, uh, maybe we were fighting South America and then a seven-front. That's what Israel's facing right now. And so many people believe that 
we're, we've already begun World War III because Iran's not going away. Um, Israel National News, um, they published an article called World War III officially began on October 7th. You know, that's when Israel invade, or Hamas invaded. So a guy that I follow a lot, and you should follow him too, um, his name is Ken Abramowitz. I've read many of his articles. He speculates that in Israel, World War III commenced on October 7th when 3,000 terrorists led by Hamas, the Palestinian branch of the Muslim Brotherhood, carried out, a, and they're um, supported by Iran, they carried out the barbaric attack on Israel civilians. I was there, me and my wife, we had a tour group there, and we were there at certainly historic times. And the Hamas terrorists, they were joined by um, another, uh, the, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the PIJ, they're supported by Iran as well. All of these are terrorist proxies. Iran is fighting a proxy war, is what they call it, because Iran is using terrorist proxies to fight Israel. But Iran is the, is the head of the snake here. So both of these groups are U.S.-designated terrorists, and both of them are proxies of Iran. And these barbarous groups, they were reinforced by thousands of so-called innocent Gazan civilians, which some of them have, done, them have done horrific things, by the way, and joint, they, um, they joined the murderous attacks and the kidnapping of children, women, men, the elderly, and these atrocious attacks ended Israel's delusions for peace. The invaders, they, they breached Israel's security fence wall surrounding Gaza border and more than 30 different air points here, air, land, sea, 30 different points. And it was a well-planned and executed attack. It surprised and confused the Israel Defense Forces. It took nearly 24 hours before the Israel Defense Forces, the IDF, had regained its composure and began its retaliatory operations in Gaza. Well, by then, the damage was done, right? I mean, there were uh, well over 1,000 people killed, uh, 200 and I think 200, about 240 hostages were taken. People were being killed. Females were being raped. Babies. Uh, it was horrific. We were. I was there a week after it happened on October 7th. We didn't fly out till I think it was the 15th or the 14th or 15th. And we didn't fly out till the very next Sunday. And we heard all these stories pouring in. And we were there in our hotel. Our hotel, all of the tour groups left. Our tour group was the last one in the hotel. And it, the hotel filled up. I mean, it was filled to the brim. In one week, it was filled to the brim with people who had been displaced by Hamas invading. And they had to get those people out of there because they were fixing to go to war. Israel declared a state of war on October 8th. And so the hotel was filled up. So I saw all these families sitting there that had been displaced. They lived right down on the Gaza border. And they, the Israel government had just pulled them and said, you guys got to go. They brought them up and put them in hotels in Jerusalem, in Tel Aviv, in um, where, where we were at. And uh, it was horrific. And since that happened, October 7th, the IDF has killed 
eight to 10,000 terrorists in Gaza and is thought to have captured thousands more and it's now seeking to kill or capture the probably what, 15 to 20,000 terrorists that they say are remaining in Gaza. And, the, uh, and they're working to destroy the vast and sophisticated heavily armed tunnel network throughout that area as well. They've just captured one of the main uh, Hamas command centers there. I think I read that this morning in the paper. So Ken Abramowitz, he believes that World War III has been going on for quite some time, years and years, and that Israel has officially joined the war on October 7, 2023. They've been hoping for peace, hoping for peace, but once October 7th happened, now they're fighting a seven-front war, everybody. And we're going to get into it more in just a moment. Let me talk to you about Birch Gold really quick. You know, world government enthusiasts, they want to impose all these digital currencies and these digital IDs on all the populations of the world. And that could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze your bank accounts. It just gives the... It's going to, in essence, give the money, the government, it'll allow them to take more control over your finances. So there are some concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into physical gold, and they're using that, or they're doing that by the, with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k from... A, you know, a previous employer just got 10 inches of dust on it. Uh, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold. You don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash time, claim your free info kit on gold, because if these digital currencies and things can become a reality and the screws tighten a little bit more, you may wish you had some gold to fall back on. Okay, now... The, there's another guy that believes, he just, on his first day, the foreign minister of Israel, his name is um, Katz. He said we're in the middle of World War III. It was his first day as foreign minister, the guy, his, his name is Israel Katz. He said World War III uh, against radical Islamic beliefs perpetuated by Iran is already underway. He understands the belief in Mahdiism and that Iran is wanting to, and the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, they are indoctrinating these terrorist proxies that, hey, we're preparing the way for the Mahdi and we have to get rid of Israel and the United States out of the Middle East in, in order to do that. And it's, it's a, um, they have a, a twisted belief in eschatology in, uh, in Iran. And so that's what's perpetrating this war. They, these guys all understand that. So the new foreign minister for Israel, his name is Israel Katz. He believes that World War III against these radical Islamic beliefs, that it's already underway. And many other people do as well. Well, what are we watching for in 2024? We're watching for the Israeli peace agreement to move on down the line and potentially World War III to start if it hasn't already. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? 
one-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. So, many people are believing that World War III is already underway and now Israel has officially entered the war, that they were thrust into that by on October 7th. Foreign minister, Israel's new foreign minister, Israel Katz, on his first day, said that it's already underway and that he, he also emphasized that Israel is at the forefront of this war, not just against Hamas, but also against a, 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 a violent, radical ideology. Iran, uh, Lebanon, Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, all of Iran's proxies. And Katz attributed Hamas's October 7th attack to Iran, hindering the progress towards regional peace. Uh, the Times of Israel, um, they reported that Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, that he says Israel's being attacked in seven separate theaters, a seven-front war amid the ongoing war in the Gaza Strip, and the military has so far responded to six of them. So he said that uh, we're in a multi-front war and we're being attacked from Gaza in the south, Lebanon in the north, Syria, the West Bank, right there, I mean at their waist, Iraq, Yemen with the Houthis, and Iran. So it's a seven-front war here. And so many people believe these guys are already in, in World War III. It just hasn't escalated to the point where it's going to be a, a global uh, situation and have mass casualties. But they believe that it's going to, especially if they take off and uh, hit Israel, or I'm sorry, hit Iran. So the Times of Israel, oh, they also reported that Israel confirms that it's going to defend itself from Gaza and this, these genocide claims in The Hague next week. So what is this all about? Well, the if you... Um, so you understand the, the peace agreement situation. You understand World War III. Those are the next two things to be fulfilled on God's prophetic timeline. Those will be um, a, a once and done. You'll understand when the peace agreement signed. We'll be explaining that to you. We've done it many times. But when it happens, we'll be talking about it on the radio. And then World War III. It's going to happen and then it'll be done. But then there's the ongoing fulfillment of many prophecies. World religion that will be created and be in power at this, until the time of the second coming. A world government that's going to be in power at the time of the second coming. But they're both being established right now. 
and this global economic sanctioning system that eventually when the beast comes on the scene, it's going to be called the mark of the beast. So what's happening is, is that there are many efforts that are um, on the ongoing fulfillment. Well, one ongoing fulfillment that we are watching is that the entire world other than the United States, the Bible says the United States will stand with Israel and protect her against the dragon, the world governing body, the Antichrist, until the end. Okay, that's Revelation 12, 14. But the vast majority of the nations on the earth will be against Israel. Well, you can see that happening as we speak. It's been happening for years now. And one of the things that's happening right now, it's going to happen here, it's it's in the process of happening right now, but then it's going to come to fruition, is that Israel is going to have to go before a United Nations entity, and it's called the International Court of Justice. And the, what's happening, the first hearing at the International Court of Justice on the South African filing accusing Israel of perpetrating genocide against the Palestinians in, or, so genocide would be, they're saying that, hey, Israel basically is wanting to wipe out all of the Palestinians. That absolutely is not true. I'm going to prove that to you in just a moment. But Africa has filed a lawsuit accusing Israel at the International Court of Justice. This is not the International Criminal Court. That's different. Israel's not a part of that. But they are part of the, part of the International Court of Justice. So... They're, they are saying that Israel is perpetrating genocide against the Palestinians in the ongoing war with Hamas in Gaza and that it will play, take place next week. Israel is a signatory, very important, to the Genocide Convention adopted by the United Nations General Assembly back in 1948 and is therefore subject to the jurisdiction of the International Court of Justice, which is a UN uh, organization and its rulings. So it's, it's different than the ICC. This is the ICJ. And so, yes, Israel is going to have a, a delegation of uh, uh, some lawyers and different people to go there to represent them because they are bound to the outcome of it. So what's happening? Many people are accusing. What's the point here? Many people are accusing, or globally, accusing Israel of committing genocide in Gaza. However, the Israeli government spokesperson, his name is um, Ilan Levy, he recently said that Hamas deliberately and systematically places its military infrastructure and situates its fighters in these civilian centers within the civilian centers, such as hospitals, schools, mosques, in order to use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Okay. So imagine going in and trying to fight an army that's hiding behind children, women, the elderly, the, the sick, and dying. Okay? That's what these people are doing. And he also added, Levy added, that the Israeli Defense Forces warned... Now listen at this. Now if, if you are going to commit genocide, you're wanting to go in and wipe out an entire race, you would never do this. Listen, Levy said that the Israeli Defense Forces, they warned, now you're not going to hear this on the nightly news, so I want to make sure you get this. But the Israeli Defense Forces, before they went in and launched the ground incursion, they warned Gazan civilians several weeks 
before they launched their major ground operation in October to evacuate themselves from, because I was over there, so the attack happened on October 7th. We were there for another week. Israel still had not launched its invasion. Then there was another week, and they still had not launched their invasion. And then there was more time, and everybody thought, man, when is Israel going to go in? You say, what were they doing? Number one, they were amassing their force, but they were also warning the Gazans to leave this whole time. So before they launched their major ground operation, they were telling the, the Gazans to evacuate themselves from northern Gaza. Get this. They placed 70,000 phone calls to businesses and apartment buildings and different things in Gaza. 70,000. 70, they sent 13 million text messages to the people in Gaza. They left 14 million voice messages. And they dropped 7 million leaflets urging civilians to evacuate temporarily for their safety and informing them about humanitarian pauses and precise evacuation routes. Now, now Israel, these African nations are taking Israel before the International Court of Justice to say, the, and accusing them of committing genocide, trying to wipe out a, an entire race of people. But is Israel doing that? If you were trying to wipe out a race of people, would you try millions of times and send text messages, phone calls, and drop millions of leaflets telling these people, we're coming in and we're going to level this place, get out, weeks before they did it? No. But because much of the world is getting this mindset, and there's coming a time in the future when the final seven years, anti-Semitism, you understand, if you study this stuff, it's on a rise, rise, rise right now. And there's going to come a time when the um, Antichrist will stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple, proclaim to be God, talk about our uprising then, there's going to be a, another Jewish holocaust at that point. A lot of that is going to happen to the Jews right out there in the West Bank region. Jesus specifically warned them, when you see the abomination of desolation occur, you hit the ground running. If you're on the ground, if you're out in the field, don't go back to your house to get your billfold or anything. You run. If you're up on the rooftop, don't go down to India looking for your uh, birth certificate or whatever. You, get, you run. Because he said in verse 21 in Matthew 24, for then shall be great time of, of tribulation, the greatest time of persecution that the world has ever seen or ever will see again. And that's not going to happen overnight. That just doesn't happen for an, an uh, it's not going to be a fluke. The world has to have their mindset already against Israel for that to happen. Well, you can see what's happening now, folks. The international community, the United Nations is totally anti-Semitic. Okay, so with that said, let me mention um, Ready Pantry really quick. As Americans, you know, we want to believe that these grocery stores, they're always going to be there. And we saw a few years ago the supply chain, that it could quickly collapse and food supplies could diminish. But, you know, we, we, we pray for the best and we prepare for something that might not be the best, right? So what if there was a way that you could have an affordable, you know, if nothing else, a three-month supply of emergency food? Well, there is. 
AreadyPantry.com slash endtime offers amazing, this 25-year shelf-stable food. It includes um, breakfast, lunch, dinners, even desserts. And not to mention, there's a, kind of a peace of mind that goes with knowing that if you can't get to the grocery store, if it's wiped out, what do you do? Well, imagine if you had a few buckets of this food back there. You say, well, it doesn't taste like Albernay's here in Dallas. I could care less. If there's a point where I need to feed my family or starve, this stuff will taste like Albernay's, okay? Shout out to Albernay's Steakhouse here in Dallas. So anyway, Ready Pantry, it's an American-based company with all the products sourced here in America. You're not going to be disappointed. Many long-term food storage companies, they're selling products that have been on the, up to, in their warehouse up for many years. Ready Pantry does not do that. They deliver food to your door that was packaged within just a couple months ago. So Ready Pantry, they offer discounts of up to 20% uh, off for 3 to 12 month supplies. Go to readypantry.com slash endtime. Use code endtime, the code word endtime, and save an additional 10% off your order. You never pay shipping on any of your orders. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime um, to get your discounts and to purchase some of the food. Okay, so where are we at now? Well, what are we looking for to come in through 2024? The next two events on God's prophetic timeline, Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement, World War III. In my opinion, and I'm saying this as opinion because I cannot prove scripturally which one happens first, but in my opinion, it, is, it has always really been our opinion, but again, I'm, I'm stressing the word opinion because I don't know that the war would happen first on the heels of the war, this World War III, that would be Revelation 9, 13 through 21, that, the, it, that would be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. All the nations of the world, mo I should say the vast majority of the nations, will after this World War III, where one-third of the world's population is destroyed, they're going to be willing to yield up their sovereignty to the world governing body. Hey, uh, take control of my country, take control of our army, whatever we've got to do, we can't have a World War III scenario ever again. And that's going to be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist because the world government that will be formed at that point, the Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over that. It's going to be a fully functioning world governing body. Right now we have a world government, but it's not fully functioning because there's the UN Security Council veto power. And the five victor nations of World War II can veto any decision by the General Assembly. But in the new government that's coming, the fully functioning world governing body, I don't know. Maybe that UN Security Council veto power won't exist. I don't know. But it's something we certainly should watch for. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere.
right, everybody. So another thing that we should watch in 2024, and I want to mention this because you're, we have a lot of a lot of these in our country, okay? <laughs> but and I know we're coming up to an election, and this is very very important that you understand who you're voting for. What, how, it's nice to have some kind of a track record you can say, okay, this person, I know what they're going to do because they've done it for 20 years. They're not going to come in immediately like Hillary Clinton and has been a certain way for 30 years and then say, well, I'm going to change on a dime and I'm going to handle all these problems. No. Donald Trump said, you've been doing this for 30-some years and you haven't done any of it. Now you're suddenly going to come in and do all this? No. It doesn't work like that. You, you listen to what people say. But man, you really got to watch what people do, right? So another thing I wanted to mention that we should watch throughout 2024 because of the elections that will be coming up. Very, very, very critical elections. Socialism. The Bible says that the last time world governing body will be a socialistic one world governing body. Uh, the color red. So when you go to the, um, the four seals of Revelation 6, the colored horses are actually spirits. The white spirits Catholicism, and I'm not, I'm not going to have time to go through the whole thing, just trust me. The white spirits Catholicism, the red spirits communism, socialism or communism, the black spirits capitalism, the green, the pale or green spirit is Islamism, which by the way is the last spirit to rise on the earth before the Great Tribulation. That's the fourth um, seal. The fifth seal is the Great Tribulation. Okay, read Revelation 6. So, we know that the color red is the socialistic, communistic ideology of the end-time world government of the Antichrist. The Antichrist, Satan's number one minion on the planet, will have a socialistic, communistic mindset. So, what does that let me know as a Christian? and somebody who understands prophecy. I don't want anything to do with socialism and communism. Okay? Now, when I look to the elections coming up in America, I don't want anything that has to do with socialism. I don't want anybody with socialism attached to their name. Democratic socialist? Why? People, if, you, if everybody understood the prophecies of the Bible, they wouldn't want anything to do with that. Because I don't want America going socialist. I just read an article before I come in here. I, I, should, I shouldn't say I read it. I reviewed an article. Went through it really quick. I didn't worry to ever word, but I was just trying to figure out key words down through there. But I looked at the title. It was from the Jacobin Magazine. And it said that uh, socialists are getting elected to school boards in the United States of America. That, hey, that we've had great victories. Socialists are getting elected to school boards in America. We are making great strides in America. Folks, if you know somebody who is allowing a socialist to be on your school board, I mean, when did socialism and communism become an okay thing in America? You understand socialism, communism is all about control. Control. <clears throat> it's not about giving away free things and all that kind of stuff. No. Socialism and communism is about control. 
they've tried to make it so it's not just, it's not this scary uh, thing like it used to be. Yo, yes it is. Communistic ideologies have killed over a hundred million people within the last hundred years. Okay? Because they always want more. If you look in the communist, uh, so there's a communist party USA. They have a communist party platform. They just rewrote it, I think in 2019. If you look in that communist party platform, they will say, we want to, now this is the communist party. This, I'm not talking about the democratic socialist of America with, um, what's her name, Ocasio-Cortez. I'm, right now, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for anything with socialism in it, but uh, the um, Communist Party USA, it's been here since 1919 in America. You go through their Communist Party platform, and I think they say the word socialism, I think the word communism is only there like eight or ten times. I'm trying to remember, it's been a while since I've been through it. But it's like, in, in, in contrast, eight or ten times the word communism compared to maybe 75 or 100 times socialism. They actually say we want to implement socialism in America on the way to a higher phase, communism. So you start out with that, why are they wanting to do this? They want to get socialism and communism, they're synonymous terms, really. They work hand in hand with each other. Socialism, it's the, they, they really both have the same goal, but co uh, socialism is the economic, getting control of the economy of a country. Because I can't overtake that country militarily, I need to go in by devious ways and get control of their economy. And then when I get control of the economy, then I can take over the other, with, with rules and regulations, because if I control the money, I don't care what kind of laws they make, right? Uh, Lord Amschel Rothschild said that. And you give me control of a country's money and I don't care who makes their laws. He made that statement. Well, so here in America, the Communist Party USA has said, what we want to do is implement socialism. We want to get a control of America's economy. And then, once we get full control of their economy, then we can take over with absolute complete control. It only begins with socialism but it ends in communism, okay? So when I read articles, and I know that there will be a lot of election, a lot of people electing people to office all across the United States by this time next year, and I see articles by the Jacobin Magazine, which is one of the leading socialist voices in America, Jacobin, starts with a J, Jacobin Magazine. And they say, we're making great strides. We've elected tons of socialists to school boards in the United States. I'm sitting here going, you, what, what is going on? What, what the, the mindset of everybody that's voting in open socialist into our governments and into on our school boards and different things? Folks, if you understood Bible prophecy, you say, well, how do you know the end time world government, the Antichrist is going to be a socialist? Very easy. In the four seals, the white Catholicism, red communism, black capitalism, green Islamism, they're spirits controlling the ideologies of mankind in the end time. The red spirit. 
Go to Revelation 17.3. The Lord is showing John the judgment of the great whore, the mother of harlots and all her daughters. God's going to judge that entity. It's the false religious system in the end time. And it's depicted as a woman, the mother of harlots. She's a, a female depicted as a false church in the end time. Well, Revelation 17.3, the Bible says that John saw a vision of a woman, this mother of harlots, sitting on the back of a seven-headed, ten-horned beast, a scarlet-colored seven-headed, ten-horned beast. The seven-headed, ten-horned beast is, the, is, the, is symbolic of the end-time world government. It's the same one in Revelation 13, the seven-headed, ten-horned beast, this combo world-governing beast. But there's another clue in Revelation 17, 3, very important. It's a red, a scarlet, a synonymous term, red beast. This end-time world governing body, the Antichrist, is going to have a socialistic, communistic mindset. So, me knowing that, you couldn't pay me to vote in a socialistic or a communistic individual to office, to a school board, to be a janitor somewhere. Uh-uh. Do not want that mindset in any way, shape, or form in America. We're the land of the free. I hope we're still the home of the brave. But folks, we came out from under King George. Oppressive, controlling. We came here because our forefathers wanted to start a new Christian-oriented society who would not be controlled by a oligarch, a, a king, a, somebody who just thumbed down, take control of your property, and all this other. Okay. But what's happening is there are people voting those types of individuals into office. You say, well, the school board person, they're not a king. It's what the people try to influence your children to do. And with me, a prophecy teacher, knowing that the end-time world government and the Antichrist is going to be socialistic, I want to keep that out of America. Well, I love America. And I don't want to see America go the way of a communistic country. If we went communist, socialistic, communistic here, we would be in the poorhouse. You say, well, no, I mean, a lot of Europe's socialistic, but they're not in the poorhouse. Well... The fact of the matter is, is that look at a, a Venezuela-type situation. Very rich in resources, but those people are digging in trash cans, folks, to try to get something to eat because they've implemented communism there. And so it's all about control, control. It's the war of attrition. Just wear people down, take more and more control of their money, more and more control of their businesses, more and more indoctrination to their children, uh, <clears throat> and more and more regulations on their businesses. It's socialism. ESG, that's a soft sell for socialism. And the social credit scores, a soft sell for socialism. It's just control, control, control on your business, control on your family. And again, America signed a Declaration of Independence. The government is supposed to be of the people, for the people, by the people. And when it becomes the governments of the government, for the government, by the government, you got a problem. We've lost America. <coughs> so why in the world 
would you want to openly vote in socialist or communist? You could only do that if you were indoctrinated. And you thought, well, hey, they promised me free health care and free this and free that. You, don't, you need to understand how many millions of strings are attached to those supposed free things. Because when somebody can give you something, then they've got you. The government's in control of your health care. The government's in control of your education. And they can take that away. There's a million strings attached to that. The best thing to do is get out and work for it, earn it, and then you're not attached to the government. But the problem is, the government, our current government, is really good about oppression. And, uh, you know, the gas prices are rising. And now, now what you're going to, I watched the other day, I saw the other day, this is an election year. Think about this. And Joe Biden has said uh, that, that we're um, digging, that we're drilling for more oil now. Imagine that. It's an election year. Gas prices are starting to dip. It's a miracle, right? You guys understand what's going on. It's an election year. Joe Biden wants to get reelected. So, hey, let him drill. What do you think he'd do in his second term? Wow. <sighs> okay, so there's a lot of stuff to watch for in 2024, right? Man, I've got several other topics. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff we could go through, but you've got to be aware. Be up and about your father's business. Make sure you're watching and you're vigilant because there's an enemy out there and I want to make sure, I want to make sure number one, we're preparing people for the second coming and number two, mentally and physically for the times just ahead.